Let's open our Bibles, 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, please. We had some, uh, some great teaching and uh, it was pointed out to me a little while ago that these guys did a good job filling in in uh, teaching about 1 John. So we're back to it now. Uh, and uh, this thing about love just keeps coming up and coming up. And Annie was praying about it too this morning about love. You know, uh, John says, you know, we know that we live in him by the spirit he gave us. We know and we rely on that love that God has for us. And then, and then that verse that uh, I come back to sometimes where it says, perfect love casts out all fear. There's no fear in love. So, so something about the love of God in our hearts, something about knowing and relying on that, that love. Uh, see, the Apostle John, he, he really, really knew it. He had spent time with Jesus, and, and uh, he, you know, he was the one that, was, that would sit right next to him when they reclined around the table having their meals, and he would lean back against uh, you know, Jesus. And, and he's, he just knew he, that he was loved by, by God, by Jesus, and it changed his life. I think you and I, sometimes we don't really understand it. We don't really know it. And, and Annie was praying about that, too, that, that it's something that's so far beyond us. But he, he wants us to know it. He wants us to, to understand it. John would go around and, and he would, you know, tell them, little children, you know, love one another. It's about love. But this love that we're talking about, it comes from God, and, and we don't have it. It's a fruit of, fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Okay, so let's get started. Who wants to go first? I see you're all getting, like, nervous. Like, what is he talking about? Like, what, what is wrong with you? He, he definitely has the jet lag again. We don't really know what he wants. But there's something about this to be the first to take the action. And I, I kind of thought maybe one of you would just say, oh, yeah, and stand up and say something, like ridiculous maybe, but you would be someone who took initiative and you stepped up and he said, who wants to be first? Well, I'll be first. First to do what? But I'll be first. But that's not our normal, is it? Let someone else go. Maybe I'll get last, or maybe there'll be so many that I won't have to take a turn. Isn't that kind of the way we are, though, isn't it? This idea of, of uh, being the first is, is to be an initiator. And, and the word means a person who causes something to begin. Someone who starts something. You know, in these, in these things, and we see it you know, in our world over and over again, where, where neither side in conflict is ready to make the first move, to do anything, to, to take action. Neither is, is, neither is wanting to be that one who makes the first move to reach some kind of peace. But today we're going to talk about someone who did. And then we're going we're gonna to ask us, well, how does that apply to me? So who was the one who took the first move. It says here in verse 19, look down and, and read with me. It says, we love because he first loved us. 
If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. We love, he says, because he first loved us. Now, some of your translations say what? We love him, right? We love him because he first loved us. And, and others just say we love because he first loved us. Well, which one is correct? Well, the oldest manuscripts have we love. But the majority of manuscripts have we love him. So which one is correct? Well, I think we have to look at the context first of all, and that's a whole kind of a, you know, manuscript, you know, uh, uh, debate and, and study, intense study. Well, which one? The old one, is that the best? Or the, the majority, uh, is that the best? But, but in this particular case, I think we can safely say that it means both. Why do I say that? Because in the context, we just read these verses 20 and 21, where it talks about loving God, right? See that in verse 20? And also in verse 20 about hating his brother and, and loving his brother. So really, it, it, it get, it's really both. To love God and to love one another. Now, this idea about loving God is, I think, is... is, is probably, you know, the most important thing, but to say that you love God and not be afraid to admit it. That is, again, a fruit of what? Of the love that he gave us first. And then the second thing, we're called to love one another. And, and, and we, see, we see these both in the, in the first commandment. They ask Jesus, well, what's the first? What's the first? What's the greatest? What's the most important commandment of them all if we're going to follow commandments? And what did he say? He said, love the Lord your God, number one, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Now, that is huge. That, that, you know, but he's commanding us to do that, but, but he's, not, he's not having us do that as a, as a work. But rather, as we see in this verse here, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. We're, we're loving him because he's loved us. It's a response. But he does add to that. Jesus did where he said, the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment than these. He kind of he calls them a single commandment, loving him and loving one another. But the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is that it all started with him. He took the first move. He initiated, you see. So because of his love, we love. Because of his love, we have a capacity to love. We can respond and love him back. We can respond to his love and love one another because that's where it came from. You see, the love that we know, the love that we rely on. How, how else could we do these things unless he made the first move? How many of you are just like, I'm just such a naturally loving person. Did you wake up this morning and say that to yourself? I'm, so, I'm just, I amazed myself. I'm so loving. I'm so naturally loving. Yeah. 
my wife didn't say that about me this morning. You are just so naturally loving. I, I just can't. How do, how do you do it? Uh, it just, oh, my goodness. Warren Wearsby, who, you know, he's gone to be with Jesus, but he, he wrote some pretty incredible stuff. He's a pastor. He's a teacher. He's a commentator. He said this, by nature, we know little about love. By nature, we know little about love. Look around the world. What do you see? You know, the Beatles sang about it. They wanted, you know, this is what we all, if we all just love, love, love. But we can't seem to do it. Why? Because by nature, we know little about love. Look back in a sec, for a second for, uh, into verse 10 and 11. It says, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is love, not that we loved God. You see, you, you know, it wasn't that God loved us, and we got to get this straight from the start, is because we were so lovable. You were such a lovable person that God said, yeah, I just love you so much. It wasn't like that at all. In fact, we are undeserving, we're unlovable, we're sinful, we're hating, hating him even, rejecting him, and yet he loved us anyways. This is what love is. This is the description that John gives of love, that, that, that it wasn't because of something that was in the, the person who was loved, but it was in the person who loved, and it was in God and his love for us. He just loved us. Doesn't leave a lot of room for pride, I guess. Romans, Paul says, God demonstrates his own love for us, what? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is, he showed us what his love was like. He showed us what it was really all about. In Titus, we, we looked at this uh, a few weeks ago, this verse, and I'll read it to you. It says this, at, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. That's the, that's the default. That's who we are. We were, that's who we, we are and that's who we were before. But he goes on to say this, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. His kindness and his love, he, he, it came into our lives and it changed us. We sang that song today, you didn't wait for me to draw near to you. He, he, he reached out to us. He didn't say, well, you know, if they, if they reach out to me, then maybe I'll do something. No, he loved us so much that he sent his son. Not because of, of righteous things we have done. Not because of following a set of rules and regulations and commandments or whatever. That's not love. That's not his love. That's our kind of love. If you talk about our kind of love is, is you know, if you do this for me, then I'll be nice to you. If you love me and do something for me, then I'll love you back. And we wait for that, don't we? He first loved us despite 
what we were, despite what we are. Pastor Chuck said this, that God is the initiator and we are the responders. God initiates, we respond. He goes on to say, and it's an interesting thought, he says, beware of teaching that would be the opposite to that. Meaning that we initiate and God is the responder. In fact, in fact, it's, you know, if we do this, then God must respond and do such and such. In other words, if I pray a certain way, then God must do this. And that's why I pray, so that God will respond. Or if I, you know, worship, then God has got to do this. If I give money, that's a big one. Then God must do this. But the truth of the, mis- truth of the matter is that's all backwards. It's, it's we do those things... Because of what he's done for us. I pray because he changed me and he he loves me and he did a work in my life and he's still working in my life. I, I worship him because of what he's done. Not to get something from him. I'm responding to him. I give just because he's given me given me everything I have. I don't have anything that he hasn't given to me. Seriously. So I, I give, and, and it's a pleasure, it's a privilege to give, to, to, to not just to the church, but to other people, and to, just to give generously. Why? Because he's given so much to me, to us. I'm just going to respond to that love. I'm going to respond to him. Someone said this, such wonderful love draws our hearts to him in return. You see, we love We love him. We love one another. Why? Because he first loved us. We've got to remember that, people, because we get we get things all mixed up and we think we you know we think it's all about us. No, it's all about him. That's why I picked this slide because it's got the he in the middle and it's really big. It's he. It's him. He loves you. Not because you're so good looking. Not because you have the latest clothes or, or you drive a Bentley, and I hope none of you do. Well, maybe I hope you do. I don't know if you do or not. But I'm just I, what I meant, you know what I meant. I saw one, we saw one in the parking lot driving down Post Road the other day. It was a Bentley SUV, and I go like, that car is worth more than my house. Okay. I got totally distracted. Like, what, what is that all about? <laughs> we love because he first loved us. We love, we do anything because of what he has done. And so we have to remind ourselves, God, what you have done is absolutely, phenomenally, incredibly important. We look at ourselves so often. And that's where we get in trouble. That's where we get depressed because we're looking at us. We need to be looking at him and what he has done. I like this quote. I, I, I put it on the screen for you. you can, you're going to actually be able to read it. The love of God in Christ is the inspiration of all the love that stirs in our hearts. It awakens within us an answering love, a grateful love for him, manifesting itself in love for one another. It all starts with him because he first loved us. First. 
So, so thinking about that and knowing that, what, what is our response? Well, first of all, we have to receive that love. And, and that's where, you know, number one, step one, we got to receive it. He loves you. Have you accepted that love? Have you received it? And number two, that the response to that will, will be just to love him and then to love other people. That's, that's just kind of like what happens is that love, that fruit of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the love that he's given to us, it, it manifests itself. It, it shows itself. So we love him because he first loved us. But the second half of that is we love him we love others because he first loved us. Look at verse 11. We, we read it already, but it says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Since he loved us in that way, we also ought to love one another. Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another, what? As I have loved you. We're going to take a little turn here now thinking about, you know, how does this apply to us? Well, first of all, we love him, and, 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 but, but secondly, we love one another. He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Well, how did he love us? We have to ask ourselves that. In response to his love who first loved. First love. We love because he first loved us. We love one another because he first loved us. A couple of things, and I want to kind of talk about this uh, for, for a minute. True love begets love. True love begets love. Think about that for a second. True love begets love. We love because he first loved us. So the love that he gave to me begets love in me for him, for one another, for other people. I think, I think it's so true. You know, you, you ought to try it sometime. Oh, sorry. Try it sometime to, 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 to reach out and love someone and see what happens. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll be amazed. You know, we, would, we, were walk, we walked a lot, my wife and I, we walk a lot, and we were in Israel walking on the streets there. And, and you could probably say it, it's tr like here, too, where you walk along and people don't really like acknowledge you that much and, you know, look away and whatever. But, you know, a few times I, I would, there would be, you know, a couple old gals walking down the street and we're walking down the street and I would say to them, Shalom. That's, what, that's a greeting that they use. And these ladies, they would just like light up. And they would say a bunch of stuff that I didn't understand because they <laughs> spoke in Hebrew. But there's something about loving somebody and it comes back. You see, it, it, it manifests itself. Love comes out. God loved us and so love comes out of us. You say, well, I can't do it. Well, maybe you're not really in touch with the love of God that much. And I think that's true of all of us where we, where we, need, where we really need to be. But in the, in the book of Ephesians, Paul's talking to 
the husbands, he talks to the wives too, but he talks to the husbands, and he tells the husband to love your wife as what? As Christ loved the church. But he says an interesting thing in that passage. He says, he who loves his wife loves himself. He who loves his wife loves himself. In other words, if you truly love your wife, it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back. The love is going to come in response. And I think, guys, try it. See if it works. Your wife's going to go like, who are you? And what have they done with my husband? Right? You know that phrase. Reach out and do something nice and love your wife in some way, shape, or form. You will be shocked. They might actually smile. They might actually do something for you. So true love begets love. But point number two is don't wait for the other one to go first. This is a problem. We love because they first loved us. That's kind of how we operate. No, that's not what happened. He says, again, love one another as I have loved you. And the way he did it was he took initiative and he did it first. He made the first move. We love because he first loved us. So if we're going to be anything like him and love anything like him, don't wait for them to go first. You go first. That's what he did. He didn't wait for us to be all lovable. Don't wait for that other person to be all lovable, your husband, your wife, whatever, your friend, somebody you work with. You go first. Do something nice. Maybe it's a greeting. Maybe it's just a shalom. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe... It's a text message. I got a text message the other day. Somebody just out of the blue. Hey, I, I you know, I love you. Uh, I, you know, uh, we're praying for you guys, and, and we care about you. We're behind you. And I go like, wow. Amen. Totally unexpected, out of the blue. Maybe it's an email. I think phone calls, you know, I'm beginning to think, you know, text messages are good. Emails are good, but I think phone calls, you know, something about phone calls. They were doing this weird thing in Israel where, um, and I saw people all over doing it, and, and Anthony said, yeah, that's what we do now. They send voicemails to each other, and they get the phone right here, and they blah, 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 and, they, and then uh, instead of calling the person, they send them a voicemail, blah, 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 blah. And it's like they listen to these long voicemails, like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you talk to each other? That's not talking to one another. Make a phone call. You know, we're always waiting for them to call us. Well, you know what? You may be waiting a long time. So make the first move. How often it's true that we're having an issue with someone. We're having a battle. We're in a, we're in a war. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're in this corner and the other one's in that corner, and, you know, we're each in our corners, and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, no. Until they, I won't. Until they whatever. Until they do what? Die? Until they say something. Until they reach out. And I, no. You know what? 
How, does that, how good does that work? How long does that last? How many of you have had protracted battles because you were unwilling to do anything? I, I, this happened to me recently, and, and it wasn't my wife, okay? Just so you know. That was a different time, no. But I was, I was having an issue with someone, and, and I could just sit there and wait and stew and get angry or angry, but, but I knew, and, I, and I, was, I was looking at this verse. We love because he first loved us. I, I got to make a first move. I got to make a move. And so I humbled myself and I said, I'm sorry. And it began to open up after that. You know, Jesus talked about it in, in Matthew chapter 5. He says, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But he said, I tell you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, sends rain on the righteous, the unrighteous. But get this, he says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? And, and are not even the tax collectors doing that? Those and if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans or unbelievers do that? Don't wait till somebody is like doing something for you. Don't, you know, he, he says even love your enemies, even reach out to your enemies. Now, you know, I'm. Like I said last week, I'm, I just want to be as honest as I can be. This is not easy stuff. And we often don't want to. And why not? We have a lot of reasons, don't we? I'm just too busy to reach out and love someone and to make that phone call. I'm too tired. This happens to me every night about 7.30. <laughs> I think I should probably reach out to somebody, but I'm just too, I'm too tired. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, you get busy, and tomorrow night, I'm just too tired. And then I go on for who knows how long. Or it just costs too much. It cost me too much to make that, make that step, to reach out and do that, to make that phone call, to reach out and, and love someone. Or how about this? It makes me nervous. I think, I, think I really should call so-and-so. But then I start to get nervous. Like, why? And so then I don't because I'm feeling nervous. Or I might have to humble myself. I might have to say I'm sorry. I might have to say, you know, hey, I was wrong. But when you think about every one of these excuses and then you compare, <clears throat> excuse me, when you compare that to Jesus... We're supposed to love like he did. And, you know, was he ever too busy? Was he ever too tired? Did he ever get tired? Yeah, he did. He was sleeping in the bottom of the boat, right? And they're having a, a storm and a chaotic stuff going on above. Did it, did, did it, did it cost him anything? Actually, it cost him everything, didn't he? He, he gave everything. He, was, he, he went to the ultimate sacrifice. 
Did he, did he get nervous? I don't know. Maybe. When you hear about, you know, how he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was, he, was, he was pretty beat up there. No doubt about that. Did he humble himself? Yeah. That's what Paul said in Philippians. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And it says that he, he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, and being found in, hash, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So, Let's just, let's just drop the excuses. If God so loved us, then he wants us to reach out. You know, we may be the only one that is available to reach out to somebody else. Maybe no one else has their phone number. Maybe someone, no one else knows what they're going through, but you do, but I do. And so let's not let these opportunities pass us by where we regret, well, you know, uh, uh, I missed my TV show because I, you know, it was so important. What is important? We talked about that last week. What are the things that really matter in this life? Make the first move. We love him. We love one another, even our enemies, because he first loved us. Remember what I said in the beginning? What if I said it now? Who wants to go first? Should be lining up. After hearing that message, right? You should be lining up. I want to be first. Let's not, let's not go to all the excuses. Let's just do something. It might be just a handshake for somebody. You don't know what somebody brought in here today. Just, just in this room today, you don't know what they brought in. So take a minute. Just shake their hand. Pat them on the back. Maybe give them a hug. You know, we're, it's a hard world. It's a hard life. And we need to love one another because... That's what's going to get us through. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. It's where it all begins. Where it all started. Where it all happened. That love that took initiative. That love that reached out to us when we were lost. We were... uh, Foolish, disobedient, hating enemies, your enemies, and yet you reached out to us and you loved us and it changed us. As we responded to that love, it changed us. And and we love you, Father. We love you, Jesus, in return. And you also have called us to love one another. Help us to do that, Lord. Maybe you're one of the ones that are hurting here today and you, and you wish someone would just say something nice to you. 
Let's turn that around. Maybe you need to reach out and say something nice to someone else. That's, that blows me away sometimes when, when I think I need something and I give to somebody else and my whole perspective changes. It goes both ways. Father, do a work in us, Lord, as we remember the love, as we know that love. We rely on that love. We look to that love that casts out all fear. Greater love is no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Father, show us, open our eyes to those opportunities around us, not just here in this room, but in our homes, in our jobs, in our schools, Lord, that we, we could reach out and do something. Share the love. Share your love with someone else. We may be the only Bible that they will ever read. Father God, Help us today. I pray too, Lord, for any that that maybe have never, ever received that love, the love that you showed when you sent your only begotten Son to die upon the cross for our sins. Father, today they might receive that love, be changed by it forever and ever and ever. You can do that today. You just simply open your heart and say, Jesus, please, Please come into my heart and life. Save me. and I, I want love. I want that love. I need that love more than anything else. So please come in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Sing together.